people eager to dip their toe in and try this out. We are definitely not in danger today. And this is like a magic spell almost. The short answer is no. You just broke my heart. That's where you can get your wallet. That's the power of wallet as a service. What's up, Crypto Farm? Welcome to Cointelegraph's Hashing It Out. I'm your host, Elisha, and you can find me on Twitter at GHCryptoGuy. On this show, we will talk about crypto and everything Web3 with upcoming talent and leaders in the space. We will be taking you on a ride around the crypto block, answering questions and highlighting the next big innovations in the space. Before we dive in, remember to follow us on whatever platform you're tuning in from so you don't miss another episode. And if you want more crypto news as it happens, check out Cointelegraph.com. It's time to hash it out. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Hashing It Out with Cointelegraph. My name is Elisha. You can call me GH Crypto Guy. And today, I'm here with Will Robinson. Will, thanks for joining me. Thanks so much for having me, Elisha. Before I introduce you, I just want to ask, have you ever watched the series on Netflix called Lost in Space? <laughs> it's funny, I haven't seen the Netflix series, but I'm familiar with the old black and white 1960s series, and my whole life, people have been saying, Danger Will Robinson, and I love it. No problem. <laughs> yeah, we are definitely not in danger today. I'm talking to the vice president of engineering at Coinbase, Will Robinson. We are going to be discussing a whole lot, starting from what's going on in the crypto space currently to Coinbase's latest announcement from Base to the new wallet as a service um, platform or product, and then the new ERC20 token too and much more. So we're going to be talking about a lot and I don't want to waste much of your time. So let's get right into it. Will, I know you've probably answered this question several times, but who is Will Robinson? Happy to. So I'm a vice president of engineering here at Coinbase and I'm in charge of our developer product group. And that group, broadly speaking, um, does three main things. First, we do our internal crypto infrastructure. So this is core cryptography, key management, wallet services, asset services, this core cryptographic platform layer um, and cryptocurrency platform layer that powers all of our products. That's the first thing we do. The second thing we do is developer-facing products that face out into the world that often build on top of those core crypto primitives. Things like wallet as a service that you mentioned, Coinbase Pay, Coinbase Commerce, or cloud-staking products. So things that developers out in the world can use to build their own products on-chain. Um, and the third and... Um, Last but not least thing that we do is our protocol-facing efforts. So this is things like our base L2 that we've announced and also ecosystem-facing efforts like we've done work on EIP 4844 most recently and other contributions to the crypto ecosystem at large. Sounds really interesting. And we are going to get into some of the things you are building in a bit. But what are your thoughts on the current state of the crypto space and what is your outlook for 2023? I tell my friends who work outside the crypto space, once you work in this space, it's almost impossible to work anywhere else because everything else feels so slow and boring by comparison. Um, and some of that excitement uh, feels great. Some of that excitement feels terrifying in the moment. Um, and we have lots of ups and downs, of course. So there's a lot of regulatory um, activity right now. We've seen a lot of drama in the markets over the last year, certainly. But it's interesting. My job in particular is focused on building and utility in the crypto space. I'm not really a trader. And so that's a really critical part of Coinbase's business. But for me, focused all day long on building and on enabling others to build, it's frankly never been more exciting than it is right now. 
the energy that we're seeing around base, around wallet as a service, around building in the space with Coinbase products and in general, I think is so inspiring. I think the world is moving on-chain by default. It's going to happen in fits and starts, but on-chain is the next online, as we like to say, and we're building through the bear. I've never been more excited. Talking about Coinbase, as a company, I'm sure there were things that the company wanted to achieve and the company set out to do. So if we are doing a retrospective analysis of what Coinbase has done so far, where is Coinbase right now? Great question. So Brian put out a secret master plan blog post, I believe in 2016, before I was at the company, before most of us were here at the company. And when you go back and read it, it's so remarkably prescient. And he laid out a few phases. There's one phase where the assets need to exist, the foundational rails for crypto needs to exist, things like BTC, ETH, other networks. Uh, and then you need to make this accessible and available to normal users, create great user interfaces, allow people to acquire these things, then allow people to trade these things. Um, and then there's a final phase, a sort of fourth phase that we are on the cusp of now entering now, where it's crypto as a widespread utility. And when I look back and sort of give Coinbase a retrospective scorecard, I think we've done pretty darn well at those first end phases. And now a big part of what I do and my group does in particular is laser focused on this fourth phase and moving from a world where purely reflexive and financialized um, kinds of use cases are complemented by, and perhaps in the long run, even dominated by real world utility, peer-to-peer -peer payments, real-world assets on-chain, people just conducting the normal business of their lives and of their businesses using crypto rails. And that is the long-term future that I think believers in this space have always been reaching toward. And I think that we're positioned to actually make progress there in a way now that we've never been before, that we weren't a year ago, weren't two years ago for a bunch of interesting technical reasons, things that have fallen into place recently that just weren't there one, two, three years ago. I was going to follow up with where does Coinbase go from here, but you kind of already captured it. So let's get into what you've done in the last couple of months, your recent updates at Coinbase. Um, it came as a surprise to many that Coinbase launched its own chain. So I'm going to ask the question that's on everyone's mind. Why did Coinbase launch Bees? Yep, it's a great question. So Coinbase internally, you, you might not be able to intuit it necessarily looking at the company from outside as a black box a year ago or something like that. But there's been a movement, steady movement internally to do and build more on-chain ourselves, to build more of our services internally as APIs that we can externalize to the world and to build on-chain where we can. And feeling this groundswell inside the company, seeing the excitement about that and seeing the benefits that get unlocked when you build on-chain was a real aha moment for all of us in the company. So we looked ahead and we said, we need a default on-chain home for our products and a default on-chain home where we know we can steer our users and say, you're going to have a great experience here and where we know we can reach out to builders, third-party builders across the ecosystem, people working on DeFi dApps, people working on Web3 gaming, the gamut and say, hey, come build here. We are committed to investing in this space. We are committed to making this a great experience for our users, and, and we think that there's a unique role for us to play in getting lots more people to touch the chain directly and to get this utility and, and to make a chain that is the best place in the world, not just for Coinbase's products, 
but for everybody's products. And that is the ultimate vision that we, once we sort of hit upon it, we said we have to go for this. Talking about bees, let's discuss some technical things. Um, you selected Optimism as the network that you're building on. Even so, just to make people understand, I would say you should explain what that means. People may not understand what it means to build on Optimism if Optimism is also built on Ethereum. So that would probably help. But the main question here is why Optimism and not any other roll-up? Yeah, so it's a little bit of a subtle distinction. So let's start with the uh, sort of definitions, how all this fits together. Ethereum mainnet is the L1, the lowest layer to which base transactions will ultimately settle. So in the long run, when we sort of fully realize this vision, the security of transactions on the base chain will ultimately be guaranteed by the validator set and the security of Ethereum mainnet itself. That's what makes base an L2 that sits on top of Ethereum mainnet as its L1. Now, the technical stack, the body of code and services that BASE largely uses to implement that L2 is in partnership with and using the amazing technology from the Optimism team, the OP stack. And that is a open source stack. We selected it for several reasons. So first of all, great relationship and a lot of respect for that team and what they built. Secondly, it's fully open sourced, and this is very much in line with our principles around decentralization um, and openness. Like the, we want the underpinnings of any any chain that we're sort of putting our weight behind to embody these principles of openness and de decentralization. And the open source OP stack certainly does that. And last but certainly not least, the OP Labs folks, the Optimism Foundation, they are committed to a vision of what I believe they call the Optimism Superchain where there are several chains out there, they're all benefiting from this shared software layer, this OP stack. And so this is something where we were excited about it and they were excited about it. And we could agree, team up, work together. And this is not just a sort of technology transfer, but a true partnership where we're going to be contributing back to the OP stack as the second core developer of Optimism. So the more we talk to that team and look at the technology, the more this was you know, clearly a match made in heaven. Currently, Base is in the testnet phase. Um, what's the roadmap? When would we see Base hitting mainnet? Great. So yes, we are in testnet and we've been absolutely floored, just as an aside, by the response to the testnet as it stands today. We've had more than 18,000 developers releasing more than 55,000 Spark contracts on the Base testnet. Um, and so we really see that momentum and people eager to dip their toe in and try this out. So very excited for what that points toward in the future. In terms of a mainnet launch, we are targeting Q2. And there's lots and lots of things on the technical side, on many, many fronts, to pull together and, come and, and bring together for that Q2 launch. But that is what we're targeting for mainnet. Okay, I think a lot of people listening would have this question on their minds. There are so many threats on Twitter concerning the same issue. And for someone who has benefited from airdrops in the past, I... Very excited about your answer. Hopefully it's positive. Anyway, would Base um, do an airdrop anytime soon? The short answer is no. Um, we've, we've said publicly we're not planning or contemplating a token launch for Base. And if there's no token, there's no airdrop. So short and sweet answer is sorry to disappoint you, but the answer is nothing contemplated there. That's sad because you just broke my heart, but it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Another thing that is interesting about the base launch, and 
First of all, I didn't see it coming. I mean, I saw that you, when I say you, I mean Coinbase was doing something with Bankless a couple of hours ahead of the Bankless um, live event on YouTube. And some people who are smart in the crypto space started saying Coinbase is launching something and it's a network, et cetera, et cetera. And in my mind, I'm like, well, we have a lot of these networks already. It's a multi-chain world. Um, there are layer one platforms, multiple ones. Some call themselves Ethereum killers. Then layer two networks built on top of Ethereum who largely just came to market. So then the question becomes, how does Base intend to differentiate itself from all these other networks? And I'd be very happy if you could answer this in two different ways, how it intends to attract developers and how it intends to attract the average user. Great question. So on the developer front, you know, we're already partway through this journey and still very early, of course, but this is part of the tire kicking that we did uh, with Jesse and the team as we were contemplating this project. I, I said, Jesse, go talk to the top 100 dApps out there. Go talk to the top end infrastructure providers, see what the level of excitement is. And his hit rate was almost 100%. You know, he came back, said, I've talked to this and this and this and this, and everybody's eager to try, everybody's ready to build, everybody wants to be there for day one. Now, we shouldn't get complacent about that, absolutely, but that groundswell of developer interest was there, right? When we poked our head up and, and said, hey, we're thinking about this, let's talk about it confidentially, the enthusiasm was there. That's a great start. We have to live up to that, and we have to keep pushing and courting additional developers, the next big dApps that, that launch, and I think the proof will be in the pudding as we as we get to mainnet, but really excited, honored, and sort of humbled by all the developers that were ready to stand up on day one and say, let's be there for the launch. That's on that front. On the user front, I think this is, this is a really critical part of what we believe we can bring to the table. Obviously, we have a lot of crypto-curious users signing into Coinbase every day to do the things that you can do on our platform. We're very proud of those things. Um, but that's largely around buying, holding, selling, and trading crypto assets. I think that that's a population of users that most of whom are at least curious, right? They're not just saying maybe this number will go up, but they were inspired by something they heard. They thought Bitcoin sounded kind of cool the first time they heard about it. They thought it sounded crazy. They bought some to see what was up, whatever it is. And so that's a user base where they have a lot of trust in the Coinbase brand and where we can educate them over time and say, hey, if you're interested in using this crypto asset you've been holding, here's a place you could go use that. And here's how you can make that happen. Here's Coinbase Wallet to, to mediate that and, and make that as seamless as possible. So there's a user distributional advantage where we've got a connection to a bunch of existing users and, and a trust relationship that we've built up and invested in over time. Um, and then there's also potential technological advantages as well. I mean, the Coinbase playbook is safest, most trusted, easiest to use. And when it comes to on-chain primitives as well, having some influence over the base chain gives us a platform, a natural platform to say, hey, for the average retail user, for someone who's going to go from zero to one and use their first dApp for the first time, what are the rough edges that remain? And if any of those rough edges have to do with chain itself, like the interaction with the EVM or something like that, we've now got an opportunity to help lead the way and steer that conversation. Perhaps it's better account abstraction support, things like that. Better interaction model with wallets. Now we've got a place to sort of plant a flag, push forward, do it in an open source way in conversation with the whole rest of the ecosystem and bring a bunch of users and a bunch of developers together in a way that, that we hope will be really compelling. 
I like the way you explain this and you tie the current Coinbase product into the upcoming launch of Base. But I'm wondering, have you had any feedback from other developers running their own chain? Is there any jealousy or concern that if Coinbase ends up launching its own network, maybe they may lose users, but would that affect your relationship with them in any way? We're in conversation with most asset issuers on the planet by virtue of, of our existing business. And I would say overwhelmingly, people have been neutral to positive. There, there's some spread of opinion there. But I think that I would say like the average sentiment in the industry at large, if, if I can say such a thing, it matches my own, which is we are so early. And the main unlock that is ahead for all of us in this industry is getting more users using things. Period, right? And I think that that is the number one thing we can do to um, shape and advance the regulatory conversation, right? Like when I go down the list of everything that really matters to this industry, almost everything would be better for almost everybody if we had a few more hundred million users using Web3 every day. And so that's, that is the most important thing, the main thing. And it is a vibrant and competitive landscape. People are used to having a lot of competition in this world in this world of chains. And if we can accelerate overall user adoption, that I believe will ultimately be great for everybody. One thing we say about base is it's a bridge, not an island, right? We think that this could be an amazing first experience for a lot of users that we can bring to the table. And we hope that it'll be an awesome experience and many people continue using it and and maybe it's their home base uh, on Web3. But I don't think it's the last chain that they will ever use as they get into this world, like you, like me, um, the more you play with this stuff, I think the more excited you get and the more you branch out. So hopefully a rising tide will lift all ships. Let's move away from bees and talk about another interesting product you launched recently. Um, Coinbase introduced the ERC20 recovery tool recently. First of all, I want you to explain what that tool is and what inspired the launch of that tool. And then let's get into the reception of the tool so far. Got it. Yes, so excited about this. So there's been an issue for quite a while where people with the best of intentions are trying to store ERC-20s, which as many of your listeners I'm sure know, are arbitrary tokens on Ethereum mainnet or other EVM chains. And they some of these ERC-20s are supported on the Coinbase platform for us to receive into the user's account, mark it in our ledger, allow the user to hold that on the Coinbase platform, trade it, buy a sell. But there are tens of thousands of ERC-20s in the world. You can create one yourself basically for free. And tens of thousands of people have done so. And the vast majority of those are not supported on the Coinbase platform. And over time, people using their self-custody wallets have occasionally sent these unsupported tokens to a receive address for their Coinbase account where they should be receiving ETH or a supported ERC-20 token. And so these tokens are, are stuck, have been stuck on those receive addresses. And the recovery tool that we've developed and recently released um, gives people a way, a uh, sort of self-service, self-custodial way to log into their Coinbase account, identify that mistaken transaction, sign a message saying, I can prove I own this self-custody address and recover those ERC-20 tokens back outside to one of their self-custody wallets. So people who've had tokens stuck in limbo, um, in some cases, sadly, for, for several months or even years, now have a way to get those back. And we're so thrilled 
um, to finally be able to provide this service. Um, so I'll, I'll just add one more thing about that recovery tool, which is that um, we're really thrilled to announce for the first time today um, that since the launch of that recovery tool, we've had over 10,000 customers use it and recover in total over $150 million worth of assets. So I'm so thrilled to finally be able to provide this service. That sounds really interesting. I do a lot of crypto education here in Ghana and people would um, ask me what they could do anytime they send tokens that they shouldn't send to Coinbase. So this definitely is something that lots of consumers were looking forward to. Another tool that we're going to talk about, or should I say another service, is the Coinbase wallets as a service. What is that and what also influenced that launch? Yes, Wallet as a Service is a launch that we've announced recently and I'm so excited about it. So the fundamental vision here is that you should be able to go to an application that has an on-chain component or that lives on-chain. And even if you're unfamiliar with crypto, right there within that application, you should be able to get a new wallet that is truly yours and use that application right on the spot. So before Wallet as a Service, without a service like this, in order to engage with someone that, that's building on chain, you have to go through this extra step and say, oh, go over here to this other application, download it, uh, install it, go through its sign-up flow, write down this 12-word seed phrase. And that is a huge point of friction where a lot of people drop out of the funnel, say, oh, I, I don't know about this wallet thing. I'm confused about what's even happening here. And we believe that when applications can provision a wallet for their user in a truly self-custodial way right there in line with the application, that's an unlock that can get hundreds of millions of people started on Web3 right where they want to be. You don't have to think, let me get into crypto, let me get a wallet, let me go use something. You just think, I want to buy these concert tickets or I want to buy this NFT that my favorite artist has created or I want to play this Web3 game. And right there where you want to be doing something that's where you can get your wallet. That's the power of wallet as a service. What has the reception for this service been so far? We're really pleased. So we've just opened early access, self-service access, and we have had several hundred people um, just in the last week sign up, go through the onboarding flow, and start playing with wallet, ser wallet as a service on testnet. We've also got early private alpha going on on mainnet as well, getting a lot of great feedback from use cases there. And the really cool thing to me is this runs the gamut from Web3 native applications that are sort of purely on-chain applications and want to expand their user base by making wallets available to casual users who aren't already immersed in Web3. That's on the one hand. But on the other hand, we're seeing enormous interest from Web2 or non-digital consumer brands. People who are saying, hey, I want to engage. I want to give NFTs to my user base. My user base largely isn't onboarded to crypto yet, but I want to engage with them in this new way and bring them on. And I think that's been um, really interesting to CMOs of major companies, things like that. I'm going to ask one more question. Moving forward, as VP of Engineering, what should we expect from Coinbase in terms of innovation? So I think you're going to continue to see us building more and more on-chain. That is the first thing I really want to highlight. And this is like a magic spell almost as we go down the line of our existing products and say, hey, which components of this more naturally live on chain are really floored by how much we see that could make that move or, or could straddle that boundary. The other thing that I'm really encouraged by 
is a move toward thinking API first within the company. And that opens up a lot of opportunities for us to say, hey, this component that we have to run our internal operations, to do our internal key management or whatever it might be, it could have a lot of utility in the outside world, just like the existing products we have, commerce and pay and wallet as a service and so forth. Other people could build on top of this. Let's wrap that up, make it a product, bundle it with our other products as well. And so I think that over time, you're going to see Coinbase acquire this additional identity. We're going to continue keeping our eyes on the ball of our trading business, our custody business, our sort of traditional or historical businesses. That's not going to go away. But you're also going to see, I hope, Coinbase gaining more and more mindshare being sort of open for development, a place where when you want to go build on-chain, when you realize that on-chain is the next online and that's where you need to build next, you naturally go to Coinbase and pick up the most important tools to do that building, build your startup, or um, drive the Web3 strategy of your, of your Fortune 500 business and everything in between. The future sounds exciting and I'm happy that you have given us a glimpse of what to expect. Thank you so much, Robinson, for joining us. Thank you so much for having me, Elisha. I really appreciate it. Awesome. All good things must come to an end. And so does our show. You've been listening to Hashing It Out by Cointelegraph, where we talk about crypto and everything Web3. I'm your host, Elisha, at GH Crypto Guy on Twitter. And if you liked this episode, please make sure to subscribe and leave a review. Please do this. It will really help us out. I need to get out of my mom's basement. Don't get me fired. Subscribe wherever you're listening to us. Leave a review and have a great day. Thank you. Thank you.